Welcome to the Runners Who Wine podcast. I'm your co-host, Nicole, a certified personal trainer, runner, and self-proclaimed wine connoisseur. And with me is the always amazing Anne-Marie. She's a DVRT master instructor, fellow runner, and wine lover. This podcast is your jam if you're looking for authentic, unfiltered product reviews, information on all things running, and real talk regarding everything that fuels our runs, including a big old glass of wine. So pour yourself a glass and let's get started. Hi, Nicole. How are you doing today? I'm good. How are you? I'm fabulous. (laughs) (laughs) Mostly because I have wine sitting next to me. Oh, you know it. What kind of wine do you have today? So funny you should ask. Um, It's called, uh, it's a Sauvignon Blanc. It's a 2016 Sauvignon Blanc. And it's called Rumpus. (laughs) That's a fun name. Right? That's what I thought. And on the back of it, the very short but um, interesting description says, Rumpus, disorganized, chaotic, a focused purity of flavors. I feel like it kind of defines me as a person. <laughs> I was just going to say the same thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what about you? Do you have some wine with you today? I do. I have a 2014 Merlot from Chateau Saint-Michel. It's from... Columbia Valley. Sounds fancy. Um, from Washington State. Ooh. And the description is not as fun as yours, but I'm going to read it anyway because I always read the back of wine. That's how I kind of help uh, pick them. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, this one I think I just picked from the label because it looks snazzy, even though it was probably $11 knowing me. But it says, our Merlot is sourced from select sites in the world-class vineyards of the Columbia Valley. With new world fruit intensity in an elegant old world style, this surprisingly rich Merlot offers aromas of black cherry and spice. Oak aging for a minimum of 10 months adds suppleness to the layers of dark red fruit flavors. That sounds, that sounds very supple and, and yummy. And what is, there's a word I'm looking for, um, Rom, no, not rhombos. <laughs> robust. Robust. I may, I may have had some wine already. Robust. <laughs> that sounds yummy, though. It is. I just took a nice big sip. And I'm actually drinking it straight out of the bottle because there's about a glass left, and I don't really want to have to wash the glass afterwards. So I'm being I, um, environmentally friendly. See, I don't blame you. I do the same thing often. <laughs> home alone by myself and there's no one here to judge me <laughs> yeah it makes me look a little bit like an alcoholic but that's okay <laughs> but anyway for um all of you joining us first of all thank you second of all um this is the first episode of this podcast so i'm sure we will learn along the way how to make this better um over time but to start uh we are talking about wine we are talking about running we are talking about running while drinking wine that's the fun of this podcast, and that's what we're here uh, to do over the next few weeks. Yay. Yay. So I figured, since this is the very first episode of Runners Who Wine, that we would take this episode to introduce ourselves and kind of talk about uh, a little bit about who we are and why we started running. Um, so Anne-Marie, uh, give us your running history. Okay, so it's an interesting story because unlike a lot of runners that I do know that have 
just kind of always had that passion for running or ran in high school. I am not one of them. Uh, I started I, I, like to the, like to the point, like I'm not one of them where I, I hated running the mile in high school. And, um, I used to play tennis, uh, and I would even complain about doing our like one mile warm up there. <laughs> Cause that just seemed just like super excessive to me. I'm like a mile. Are you serious? <laughs> Um, but, uh, long story short, when I got into working out regularly as a young adult, before I had kids, before I was married, um, I did a few 5Ks here and there, and I realized, like, I, I wasn't terrible at them, um, and then flash forward, like, years later, when I started my Instagram account, and I just, like, it was a Thursday, I posted a throwback, like, TBT to the... <laughs> I ran this, um, you know, 5K and I placed third in my age group or whatever it was. And somebody was like, holy crap, you're pretty fast. And I'm like, uh, thanks. I think I, I don't know. It was a small 5K. And they're like, well, you should, have you ever tried running anything longer than this? And I'm like, no, no, God, three miles. Like, I am totally done after three miles. I'll die. Who runs more than this? It's a terrible idea. And, um, it was at the beginning of the year when we were, it was probably like January, February, where this Instagram exchange took place. And they said, you know what? I dare you to make it your 2000, whatever it was, I think it was 2014 goal to run a half marathon. And I was like, oh, okay. Like I'll do that. Like, like I can do anything like I, whatever. So throughout the course of the year, like I slowly increased my mileage and did it. I remember like running six miles and being like, holy crap, guys, I ran six miles and just started posting about it. And it wasn't, it wasn't to brag as much as it was like, I just was so ecstatic that like I had accomplished something I didn't think I was capable of. And as I started posting these things, I realized that there was this whole community of people who were on a very similar journey or had been already there and had words of encouragement to offer and I kind of became addicted um and just I mean I really didn't have a local like a strong local running community it was all online um but like again fast forward like several months later I ran the uh, rock and roll Las Vegas half marathon and it was my first half marathon and I did pretty good slightly under my goal time um but I didn't really know what I was doing as far as racing was concerned and I, you know, and as they say, once you cross that finish line, the next thing you do is sign up for another race, and that's what I did. So that's kind of how I got started. Um, a little bit um, unorthodox. Um, it was more or less like, you can't do this. And I was like, yes, I can. And, <laughs> you know, and I, I made it my goal, too. So, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. My what about school? Well, my story is not too different, actually. Um, I also hated the mile growing up, and I played sports through high school and always hated the warm-ups. And uh, in volleyball, they used to make us run hills. And looking back, it, the hill was probably, like, not even a quarter mile long. It was not a big hill, but I just remember dreading it, dreading it every single time we had to do it. Um, just hated everything about running. And when I was in college, I like worked out a little, you know, I'd go to the gym and usually I'd hop on the elliptical and call it a day and, you know, wasn't really exerting myself at all. No. Um, and then because of that, after college, you know, like most uh, people that graduate college, I had gained a little weight um, 
from, you know, that healthy college lifestyle. And I had started working full time and I was living with my parents and commuting into Manhattan every day. And I had long days and I just wasn't feeling that great. Like I was sluggish. I didn't have much energy. And, you know, I was 22 years old. I should have all the energy in the world. So I was like, you know what? I really need to start exercising and getting back in shape. Um, but you know, I didn't have any money fresh out of college. So I was looking for something that was inexpensive and a friend of mine who was in great shape suggested I come run with him. Um, he went to a military college, so he didn't have the same, uh, healthy college experience that I had. (laughs) But, uh, so I started running with him and he could run for miles and me, I couldn't even run a mile without stopping. And I just remember, you know, he would run slowly with me for a little, and then I'd tell him just to go ahead. And he he could run like a 6:30 mile. Yeah, he was super speedy. So you know, after a run or two with him, I was just like, how do you how do you keep going? Like, how do you run more than you know half a mile at a time without stopping? And he was like, well, you know, whenever I start feeling like I have to quit, I just try to keep going. I just tell myself to go, you know, to the next stop sign or to the next tree or whatever it is. He was like, just keep going. Your, your mind is telling you to quit, but your body can keep pushing. So I kept that in mind and I started kind of trying to go a little further. Every time my head was like, stop, it's, this is awful. I was just like, no, I'm going to go a little more. Right. You know, over time I was running a 5k and eventually I was up to six miles and I was just enjoying running a few times a week. And my office um, had a client that they worked with pro bono. And uh, they had spots in the New York City half that they were offering up for charity. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to do it. And I had like six weeks to train, which was very ambitious for a f- first half. I do not recommend only giving yourself six weeks. No, but, yeah. um, you know, I was like, I can already run six miles. I'll be fine. And I trained and I crossed that finish line. And just like you said, you know, it's the best, best feeling in the world. And I immediately started looking for new races and, um, you know, I got the bug and it never went away. Yeah. I don't know that it does. Like, I, I think I've, I haven't, wasn't as like, um, into like races as much this year. And I don't know if it was just, I didn't need it like a little bit of a break from that, like constant competition type, you know, like needing to train, train, train. Like I took a, like a more fun approach to them this year, but like, there's always that, like, I, when you don't have a race on your schedule, you're like, what am I doing with my life? Like (laughs) I need to sign up for something. Like I need a goal. Um, yeah. So it's, it's one of those addictive things that you end up, I mean, I think right after that, I ended up like signing up for every race I could find for a while. Yeah, I've had those years where I had, you know, a race every other week. And then this year I definitely cut back and I'm hoping in 2018 to build up again. But it's nice to have that ebb and flow. And that's kind of the nice thing about running is you can just do it whenever you want. And if there's a race that you have a goal for, awesome. If there's a race that you just want to run for fun, awesome. If you don't want to race at all and just want to get out on the road, that's also awesome. It doesn't make you, not racing doesn't make you any less of a runner. Oh, no, definitely not. Um, Like I said, my race schedule was, it was quite sparse this year, but the races I did do, I did more for fun. And I really enjoyed that. Like after several years of like really 
really training and doing, you know, like 15 weeks for half marathon training and like, you know, doing like full marathon training. I just really enjoyed like saying, I don't need to, I'm good. Like I have a base mileage. I'm good to go. But, um, as you mentioned for 2018, I think that my goal is I'm definitely going to get back. Like I miss that whole, like having that specific goal in mind and like really training for it. Um, so I'm looking forward to getting back to like the the scheduled uh, training runs and and in a like a goal race, you know. Yeah, we're on the same page. This past year, I had a few races, but I was doing run walk pretty much all year, which I really enjoyed. Um, oh, yeah, actually, that's... and I'm sure we we'll talk about that on another episode. But uh, you know, coming into 2018, I want to work on speed again and kind of getting my. Uh, getting back to some of my goal paces because, you know, even though I'm still running and I still have the mileage, I've lost a lot of that speed and I'd like to push myself to get it back. Uh, but that's the other yeah, awesome thing about I feel running. Like There's just... so many different goals you can have. You can train for longer distances. You can train for using different training methods. You can train for speed. Um, anything really. There's a lot you can do. Well, and I think that's part of like, as, you progress in your running journey you learn that it's not there's not a one size fits all even for yourself like every year is different every race is different so like you've tried different types of like training and then this year you you kind of stuck to that run walk method um so I think it's interesting and I and this is definitely going to be a conversation for a different podcast but we can really go over like what we've learned and what's worked for us for different scenarios and, um, how, you know, like I, I think that there's situations where, you know, like, especially if you haven't been training consistently, like run walk is perfect. Um, and it doesn't, a lot of people think something during a race is like giving up, but a lot of times you end up finishing just as quick as people running it. So like straight. So it's interesting. Um, but those are, yeah I just saw someone on Facebook actually that did run walk and got a BQ which is amazing oh that's that's incredible yeah (laughs) um inspirational stories out there that make you 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 see those things and you're like all right I gotta get my butt in gear (laughs) I have some goals this Uh, really kind of motivates you to do some to you know you know what you're capable of and when you're kind of like taking it easy which is not a bad thing but yeah sometimes you just gotta run for fun especially if you're dealing with injury or something like that which again is something I'm sure we'll touch upon in another episode but uh for this since we're just talking about you know how we got started running and all that jazz what you know looking back on your running journey what's one thing you wish you knew when you started or you know would tell people now that are just starting to run Um, I think that it depends. So if you, if it's something where you want to have a goal and you make it your goal, like give yourself time, no matter what it is, like time is important. Um, and really like working towards a specific goal, like you have to have a plan in mind. You can't just do things haphazardly. You don't have to be, you don't have to be the fastest person out there and you can totally do the walk run method. Um, but have a plan in mind. So like a training schedule is important, to, especially if there's like a goal race, but just getting out there and doing it and, and increasing your mileage slowly. Cause trying to like compare yourself to somebody who's already running, you know, 
consistent half marathons and you've only ever ran a mile or two is just it's going to feel very self-defeating. So taking it slow, don't compare yourself to others and have a plan so that you can increase your mileage incrementally and, you know, work towards accomplishing your goals over a period of time. Yeah. Yeah. What about you? Um, There are two things that I would tell people beyond what you said. I think not comparing yourself to others is a great one. Um, But I would say... The first one is if you're training for a race, you know, if that's your big goal, don't run that race for time. If it's the first time you're running a certain distance, your goal should just be to finish and have a good time while you're doing it and enjoy, you know, kind of the journey of it all and that whole training process Um, and just cross the finish line. And then if you decide that you love it and you want to do more races, then you can start, you know, trying to beat your times and run a little faster if that's something that you want to do. Um... My second piece of advice would be to make sure you're fueling properly during your runs as you start increasing mileage. This was a mistake that I made when I was a new runner, um, but you should be taking in some carbs and you know getting some energy during your runs as you're running more and more. Anything over like 45 minutes to an hour, you should be consuming something every so often. So just making sure that you do that and get that fuel in so that you have the energy to keep running and also so that you avoid injury is really important. So I, I think those are both really good points because I think that those are both um, like, you know, newbie mistakes, if you will, in a way. Um, I think to your first point, like I had a goal in mind for my first half marathon and I was, like I said, I finished a little bit shy of that goal and I think I was disappointed in myself, but I didn't know, like, it's almost like, how do you know what to expect? I, you know, if any of you are moms out there like myself, like you don't know what you're doing with your first kid. <laughs> um, so you make mistakes. You're like, have no idea. Um, and you're a little bit like, you know, more experienced with your second child where you're like, oh, like you don't need to do A, B, or C. It's the same with your first race. Like, you don't know. I, I, I didn't run the tangents. I didn't even know what the word tangents meant um, my first half marathon. And I on like an extra like you know three tenths of a mile and I wasn't wearing a Garmin and like there was just so many little or like you know a GPS watch and there was just so many little mistakes that I made and even in my first marathon and I had been running for quite some time at that point when I ran my first marathon I ran out of fuel like I hit that wall so like you know when I had a goal time so like there's little mistakes that you make and it doesn't even have to be that you're newbie runner but like any new distance that you run you're gonna learn a little bit something more yeah so I think just having like finish line in mind is should be your only goal if it's a new distance um because you will learn a bunch and you will figure out what you should have done differently um and then to your second point the fueling thing I remember going out and running you know I would used to start running without water and I didn't carry a handheld and I had no idea that I what shoes I should be having and like I didn't you know I I had no idea and like it definitely makes a difference um fueling strategies even while you're running is something we'll talk about at some point but like that's important too so these are all little things that you pick up along the way, but will really like take you from, you know, your beginner running status to like, yeah, I've learned that now here's what works best for me type of thing. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. 
months. Cool. Well, I've really enjoyed this first episode of our podcast. I hope everyone listening does too. Um, We are definitely open to your suggestions, your thoughts, any topics you want to hear about, any questions that you have, anything that we can do to make this podcast better and talk about things that you're interested in. Uh, Shoot us an email at runnerswhowine at gmail.com. And uh, we will be back with an episode in about two weeks. Uh, And we're going to be talking about how to stick to your running resolutions since this is the new year. And, you know, it's January. We have all these goals in mind. Maybe you have your um, race calendar building up just like, you know, both of us are trying to do. So we're going to kind of lay out some of our best tips and tricks for how to stick to those running goals that you might have. And most people make these resolutions like at the beginning of the year. And what is the statistic? I think it's like, sorry if you hear a squeaky noise in the background. I have a puppy who's playing with the toy. Um, so, no, like what? Is, he's sitting next to me. Um, is the, are the statistics something like, like after two weeks or something, people fall off of their resolution, so to speak? Um, so I think even touching on it a little bit later um, in the month is a good thing for us to, to kind of check in and say, Hey, um, here, here's how you're going to stick to these, even though you, you know, you made this commitment two weeks ago, but what are you really doing with it? And, and here's how to actually make it happen. Cause yeah. we've, we've both been there and we both have experience. Absolutely. For sure. So we hope that you'll join us in a few weeks for that next podcast. And, uh, we will talk to you guys soon. Be sure to check out the show notes for everything we chatted about today. And for more from me, Nicole, check out fitfulfocus.com and from Anne-Marie at thefitfoodiemama.com. And for any questions, you can email us at runnerswhowine, that's wine like the beverage, at gmail.com.